The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Good morning, good morning and welcome to The Resilient Show. How exciting is this? The Resilient Show for the first time in the top of the north on Fresh FM. So if you're listening on the radio or you're looking to listen, we are in Nelson CBD on 107.2 FM, Nelson and Tasman on 104.8 FM. If you're way up there towards Golden Bay, it's 95 FM and around Blenheim, 88.9 FM. Now, if you are anywhere else on planet earth or quite frankly off planet earth because remember there's a few people in the international space station well you can listen in by going to www.freshfm.net now welcome to the resilient show after the first track i'm going to tell you all about what the resilient show is but today's show is entitled a fresh start not that there was anything wrong with the last stuff but there's nothing like a fresh start and it is dedicated to everyone who got up this morning and thought it's time for a change and they meant it. Now we have a tradition here on The Resilient Show that we get up and we have a boogie first thing in the morning. Now when this show originally went out elsewhere, it was on at 7.30 in the morning. So yeah, it was breakfast time. But now, hey guys, you might be in the office. You might have just dropped the kids off at school. You might be homeschooling. You might be isolating. Who knows what you're doing, but I dare you. I dare you right now. Get up. Get up off your seat. And let's do a little bit of boogie. Let's get yeah, let's get that blood flowing. Let's get that blood flowing so that we're actually engaged in the day. I tell you what we could do. We could all reach.
go. Reach for the Stars by S Club 7. The S Club. Now, did you? Come on, be honest. Did you actually get up there and have a boogie? Men, are you perspiring just a little bit? Because it does go on a little bit at the end, that song. Uh, Ladies, are you glowing? Horses, are you sweating? Did you get in amongst it and do a little bit of boogieing? It is a great way to start the day. Just get your wee... wee I'm not talking about exercise, meaning that you've got to run up mountains and you've got to just swim in the sea and and all the rest of it. I'm just saying, raise raise your pulse a little bit. Get up and boogie. Have a little bit of a laugh. All of these things help us become more resilient because boy sometimes we need it don't we i was talking to my daughter um a few months ago and um we were talking about resilience and fear and anxiety and stuff and uh, i said to her i said well yeah just um it, it doesn't have to be like this she said dad you don't understand um we just live with resilience these days and i'm thinking we don't have to i get it we do but we don't have to. There's no reason to. And that's you know, that's some of the stuff that we talk about in any of the resilience I work I do. It's not just the um, the resilient show. But the resilient show, um, you know, once a week, 9.30, hours, half past nine. I might drop into military speak a little bit. But 9.30 in the morning until 11, we will be live every week with you. And we're going to talk about hints and tricks and hacks and skills and tools that we can all use to be a little bit more resilient. Now, I get it. We don't talk about pain and suffering and the voices in our heads. Yep, we've all got them. We don't talk about them enough. And often we don't talk about them until they are a major, major issue and we need professional help. Now, there aren't enough mental health professionals across the globe to deal with the gap of the number of people who need someone to talk to. And we don't talk because it's such a serious subject. Well, I agree, it is a very, very serious subject. But if we give things words, we begin to solve the problem. If we don't talk about them, they stay inside and that just creates weight and baggage. But if we talk about them, hey, it's out there. It's in our conscious and we've got to do something about it. But talking about it is one thing. Having fun with it is another. And that is the whole premise of The Resilient Show. The Resilient Show is about exceptional music. And you're thinking, wait, you played S Club 7, man. What are you talking about? Well, you know, it's, it's a perception. Yep, that's all it is. It's a viewpoint. Um, it's an opinion. Um, we'll play loads of great music. Um, we will do book reviews of books that I've read and think, do you know what, actually, you know, if you pick up a book, really, really good way to realise that we're not alone in this journey. Um, we will interview folks. We in, we've already, on the Resilient Show, when we ran it up in Greytown in the Wairarapa, we have interviewed people from across planet Earth. We've interviewed thought leaders, we've interviewed religious leaders, spiritual leaders, we've we've interviewed new age folks, we've interviewed folks that are just doing something really, really cool and interesting and spoken to them about their view on resilience. The whole point being that we realise we can have a little bit of fun here. The other thing that we do, as I've already mentioned, is I'm going to tell you about resilience. I'm going to tell you about some of the things that we can do to understand what resilience actually is on this here planet Earth. So that 
right now we can all begin to grow in resilience. That is the point of the Resilient Show. Love your feedback. Um, you know, I'm quite sure that you can comment, and this is where I get it wrong. I'm going, all oh, right, where'd I go to say? Did you, did you drop me a message? Um, but I'm sure you can You can find it on Fresh FM. You can drop me a message. Look, if you, if you want to drop me a message, find me on Facebook. Um, Stu Darling, that's Thick Soup. S-T-E-W, Stu Darling, as in the family from, um, what's that book called? Uh, oh, what is that book called? Um, the one with the Peter Pan. That's the, that's the one, Peter Pan. Um, you dropped me a message about your thoughts about resilience. Please do, we'll talk about it. It's, you know, it's a passion of mine. My passion is to change 10 million lives in 10 years. We've got a long way to go. I can't do it alone. So if you've got questions, please shout out and ask. Because when we do ask the questions, and when we do realise we can become our own selves, do you know what? We begin to make our own kind of music.
their own kind of music by Paloma Faith. Um, originally by the Mamas and the Papas. Uh, but uh, yeah, now well, that latest version. I love that latest version. Sing with me! What, what a great version of the track. And again, it begins to fill us with a little bit of joy on a Friday morning here on Fresh FM. The Resilient Show. So this is the bit of the show where we would... Um, I'm actually just... Just right, Stu, stop. Breathe. <gasps> You did it, you got the show on air, you played a couple of tracks, it's now time to slow down, because if not, the show will be finished in 28 minutes and you'll be sitting with nothing on the radio for a whole hour. Um, right, we're going to calm down into the show just a little bit. So this is the bit of the show where we would normally invite a guest on, and as I say, you know, we've already um, had guests from across planet earth talking to us on the resilient show um, and we've already got a bunch of folks saying ah oh, awesome you're back on the radio can i come and be one of your guests so we will get the guests sorted out in the um in the next couple of weeks so you don't have to listen to my dulcet tones drifting in and out of scottishness over the 90 minutes um so we'll uh, you will have some guests on very very soon on the resilient show but i thought today for um for everyone listening well for everyone listening from the wire rapper hey guys thank you so much for um for for joining the show again um and to all of the new listeners to The Resilient Show, first of all, thank you so much. I am honoured that you have tuned in to um, to give this one a punt. Um, I hope that we get through this first show well enough that you come back in the future for um, for, for more of it, more of, of me. So thank you very much for joining the show. But for this segment, or for the next couple of segments, I thought, well, um, you probably want to know a little about who... Who's the voice? Who is this? Who is this lunatic on the radio talking about resilience? What right does he have to talk about resilience? Um, well, I'm Stu. Stu Darling, a wee boy who was dragged up. Um, I'll get a slap from my mother for that. Um, a wee boy who was dragged up just outside Glasgow in Scotland. Um and yeah, it was a it was a idyllic childhood living in a small village in the hills, and uh, that was life until ten years old when my father died suddenly, um, and I realised at that point that do you know what, I've got to actually take a bit of responsibility for this life. It's young, but I've got to decide that um, I'm going to figure out this resilience thing, and that was where my resilience journey started um yeah looking in the way figuring it out figuring out what being the man of the family actually is yeah that was um that was our church minister mentioned that one to me when i was 10 you're the man of the family best to figure this one out overnight then but um that was childhood and just down the road from the village i was brought up in was the big city the smoke of glasgow and yeah, even now, as the Lady Elizabeth will testify to, I'm not the greatest at going shopping. And I was even worse when I was a wee kid. And you'd you'd be taken to you'd be taken to the shops at the end of every summer holiday to get your grey trousers, your blue shirt in my case, and your black shoes that had to last you a whole year of school. But there was something else about Glasgow when I was being dragged up when I was a, a child. Um, there was a big river that ran through Glasgow called the River Clyde. And when I was a wee boy in the late 70s and, and early 80s, 
the um, the great shipyards that launched some of the most famous ships onto the sea were still there. They were in the death throes of the um, of the great shipyard era of Glasgow, and I'd see these ships heading out to sea. On a couple of occasions, we took the ferry across the um, the Forth of Clyde to, to to Millport, and I saw the great ocean all right it was only the irish sea at the time but i could see that there was a world beyond that little village that i was brought up in so as soon as i could i left when i was 18 i joined the royal air force and off i went on my adventures to discover that world beyond to use my resilience in that world out there and i did um my career uh, well, my career in the Royal Air Force was fairly short-lived. Um, I lasted five years. And we came to the conclusion, both of us, we came to the conclusion that, do you know what, maybe the light blue isn't for Mr. Darling. Flying Officer Darling should probably go and find something else to do. And um, I did. I went off and I transferred my commission to the British Army. And I stayed with the British Army until um, it was time to move to New Zealand eight and a half years ago. And we'll talk about that move to New Zealand next. We'll talk about what I got up to in the British Army next. But I was very, very fortunate. My last tour of duty with the Royal Air Force was with a fast jet squadron um, flying tornadoes out of Lossiemouth in the north of Scotland. A very, very famous squadron, um, originally set up by um, the, the, the Churchill during the Second World War, handed over to Guy Gibson, who was the first squadron commander. It was the squadron that led the attack on the dams of Northern Europe that began the end of the Second World War. Yeah, if you've guessed it, I was a part of the famous 617 squadron. I was a part of the Dam Busters.
quotes the Dam Busters March from the film of the Dam Busters um, on Fresh FM. Welcome to the Resilient Show if you are just joining us now. Um, and that was tribute to my for my last tour of duty with the Royal Air Force um, with 617 Squadron, the Dam Busters. And then I went on, as I said, to, um, to join the British Army. Now, I'm going to let you in a little bit of a secret here. Well, it's not much about a secret because I talk about it in my book, Lead Through Life. But, um, just lean in. I was a spy. That's what I did. For the whole of my military career, I ran covert operations. I did other stuff too, but um, I ran covert operations. I have, um, I have, ha- I've, I've been honoured to serve with some of the most amazing soldiers, sailors and airmen um, throughout my time, my career. And I have been all over the world. Um, We've served across Europe. We've served in North America. I've spent many, many months of my life in the sandboxes of the Middle East, be that Iraq, Afghanistan and elsewhere. And all of that comes back to the resilience bits and pieces that I have learned over that time, how to help my soldiers, sailors and airmen live with resilience, how to be resilient when things got tough. And look, things did get tough. The um, the British forces at the time very much had a drinking culture. Um, when you joined, uh, the first event you went to when you joined the, um, the, the forces was a meet and greet or a meet and creep, as it was sometimes called, where you would be offered a gin and tonic. Um, or beer Um, and that was how you got to know one another the end of the day or the end of the week happened in the bar you drank Um, and joining as an 18 year old you're still trying to figure out which way's up and that then meant that I associated drinking with making friends getting to know people so I started a 28 year drinking binge um, 28 years of drinking heavily until I decided to stop. So um, I did stop. I stopped for the 333 days. Three, the 333 challenge was what I set myself. And um, it, it worked. I am, I'm now able to enjoy a drink um, and not drink too much. I'm able not to drink. Still a challenge, but... That's part of being resilient, is it? Isn't it? Part of being resilient is recognizing that we do have challenges. We have habits that maybe aren't quite so great. Maybe they're not that good for us and we have to work our way through it. So um, I worked my way through it. Now, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm telling that story because if you're out there and you're struggling with maybe drinking a wee bit too much for a wee bit too long, maybe you're taking other substances that make you not like yourself too much, maybe you're in relationships you're not too happy with, there is a way out and it's about becoming more resilient. It's about believing in yourself. And in the second half of the show, I'm going to take you through what resilience actually means to me, take you through resilience or the resilience matrix that that we teach in um, stewdarling.com, that we teach on our Rediscovering Resilience program. We're going to do that so that you can take it out today and play, because why not? We can all live such amazing lives. We are all unique. Yep, even you. 
were all unique. This is the one time in the history of planet Earth that you are here. You are here for a reason. And if you're living with fear and anxiety, maybe you're not living your true self. Maybe you're not supported. And the radio show, this radio show, The Resilient Show, is here to say... Guys, you're supported. We love you. We want to help. We choose to help you become more resilient. One of the most important people in my life for my resilience, and you'll hear me talk about her quite a lot, the Lady Elizabeth. We've been married for um, 26 years coming up. 26 years. Oh, in two weeks, best to get a card. Um, we've been married for 26 years we've been together for nearly 30 Um, and do you know what one of the most important parts of being resilient is having certainty Um, now it should be certainty in yourself Um, that's where we're growing to but the certainty in my life quite often has been the Lady Elizabeth. The Lady Elizabeth brought up two amazing children who are now off on their own adventures. While I was away doing my stuff, while I was away in the desert, while I was away on operations, she was the certainty that meant that um, I could go and do the things that I chose to do. She was the certainty, she is the certainty that holds the family together. She is my certainty. She is the one that walks the tightrope of life, saying, look, I'm sure he'll be all right, but I'll be here for him to make sure that things are all right when he gets back. Lizzie, thank you. As you know, you are my tightrope. Some people long for a life that is simple and planned. Tied with a ribbon Some people won't sell the sea Cause they're safer on land To follow what's written But I'd follow you To the great unknown Of to a world We call our own
Well, it's all an adventure that comes with a breathtaking view. Walking a tightrope. Oh, 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 oh. Michelle Williams with, oddly enough, the song Tightrope um, from that film. Have you seen it? What an amazing film. Um, what's it called? The Greatest Showman. What an amazing film. Um, so great. And it's absolutely awesome to see um, Wolverine on stage in the US with um, with the music man. Um, I was going to say Hugh Grant. It's not, is it? Uh, the, on, with, on, on Broadway, I believe, but touring with um, with his new musical, The Music Man. Um, this is the book review bit of the um, show. And I had chosen the book that I was going to review. Oh, actually, by the way, before I go on, um, apologies, little bit of finger trouble there. I'm pressing the wrong buttons. It's a new sound desk. Just, yeah, I just got a little bit mixed up. And um, hopefully that was our Apollo 13 moment for this show. I'm quite sure there'll be others. But um, yeah, if it was a little bit dead there for a moment, my apologies. Okay, the book review bit. Now, I had decided which book I was going to review um, for the first show. And then something happened. It often does. Then something happened and I thought, do you know what? I'm going to change the book that I am reviewing because something happened in the last few days that made me think, wow, there is an amazing story of resilience that I've got to share on the radio. And it just happens there is a book that was written about it too. Now, let me take you back to the early um, 1900s, the 20th century. Just over 100 years ago, just under 100 years ago, there was an advert in the London papers. It was a job advert. Men wanted for hazardous journey. Small wages, bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, constant danger, safe return, doubtful, honour and recognition in case of success. Ernest Shackleton. What sort of job interview or job adverts that? Oh, man, would you apply? It turns out loads of people did. They were inundated with people wanting men wanting to go off on this big, great adventure. And they set sail. They set sail in um, 1914 to to head down towards Antarctica. Um, and yeah, the story goes, or the, the the fact is, because it's all it's all documented, that yeah, in January twenty nineteen, sorry, in January, slow down, darling, slow down, in January nineteen fifteen, um, the endurance his ship got ice locked um, and trapped, 
and then goes uh, goes on an all boys adventure story of how Shackleton and his crew and how Shackleton's leadership brought his crew back to safety. Um, it is a book by uh, oh Alfred Lansing. <laughs> nearly forgot. Um, well worth a read. Um, Alfred Lansing's report on um, Shackleton and the story of the endurance. Now, why did that jump front and centre this week? Well, it turns out they've not only gone and found it. I know, nearly a hundred years to the day. They've not only gone and found the endeavour, and they found it under 10 miles from where it was last seen. They've been do. They've been. There have been adventurers. There have been expeditions for the last many years to try and find the Endeavour Shackleton ship. But it has been found. It has been found in pristine condition because of the cold waters of the Antarctic. Go on to I don't know. Go on to stuff. Go on to YouTube. Go on to the interweb and have a look have a look just just google um finding the endeavor and have a look at some of the um the video capture of um of the ship it's absolutely fascinating but just as fascinating as a as an end to the story of shackleton was his endurance was the team's ability to to struggle through some of the worst conditions that humans, that weather can throw at human beings, the resilience that they showed as they worked together as a team to um, to survive is um, it's it's heroic, um, and it worked. It worked because of leadership. It worked because they worked as a team. That's what resilience is all about, guys. Um, you know, we will in in weeks to come. We will talk about resilience. Um, we will talk about leadership. Um, two years ago, I wrote the book "Lead Through Life" to try and simplify what leadership actually is. But you know, Shackleton showed true leadership, um, the sort of leadership that often is lacking in our day-to-day because we're frightened of being leaders we're frightened of yeah stepping out because we like being comfortable don't we um but you know leadership comes to us all at times when i do workshops one of the first questions i ask on leadership is who's a leader and not many people put their hands up and then i remind them that if you a mother or if you are a mother or a brother a father, a son, a friend, a peer, a leader, a team worker, every one of those titles is a position of leadership. Um, we've just got to go out there and do it. And by reading books, um, as I say, we'll do a book review most weeks, by reading books of great leaders, we begin to see where they shone as leaders, where they didn't quite hit the mark, um, you you begin to understand what leadership could mean to you and where you can be a true leader. Um, so that's this week's book, um, Shackleton, all about the adventures of the ship, the Endeavour, which was found um, this week, just 
under 10 miles, I think, from um, from where it was originally found. Now, um, we're going to try something here. Um, you know that I'm ex-military. We've already done a little bit of military music today. And look, I'm not going to do military music to death. But this is a piece of music that is played very loudly in the Darling household quite often. Um, it is the Royal Marines Band playing... Um, they're, they're actually playing this tune in an empty Albert Hall uh, that was... Um, the recording of the remembrance ceremony and service uh, during covid lockdown but i tell you what the band give it their all throughout it so enjoy this originally by neil diamond but i think this one's a belter Caroline by the band of the Royal Marines. 
very very cool um and a little bit different from other versions that uh, that are out there um so yeah that book um by lansing um alfred lansing go out and find it if you want to read about proper resilience um go and have a read at it and look you know as as i tell stories and as we do book reviews Really, what we are trying to do on The Resilient Show here on Fresh FM is to make you think about your stories. There will be times in your life where you have been immensely resilient, where you've really dug deep and you have made it work. And then you just got on with life. You didn't celebrate the fact that you'd been resilient. You didn't celebrate the success of whatever you had just achieved. So when I tell stories... Um, when we do book reviews, when we do interviews, take time to reflect on your own life and how amazing you truly are, how resilient you may have been in the past. Look, I'll admit, I've been struggling a little bit with resilience of late, the whole move house thing, the whole shift. Um, and yeah, I found myself thinking, oh, this just really isn't working for me. I began to worry. I began to stress out. You know, it even happens to us resilient leadership coaches. Um, And then I sat back and thought, Stu, what is it you actually coach and teach people? What is it you actually do? And I went back all the way to the beginning of what is resilience. So what is resilience? Often, um, when I ask that question, people say, it's getting back up again. Or, it's getting back up after you've fallen down. It's getting up again and again and again and again. And all of those answers are right. There is nothing wrong with any of those answers. But that's the result of being resilient. Getting back up, being able to get back up again, is the result of being resilient. So, what is resilience. Um, And that is some work that I did over a year ago to begin to understand it better. And I've come to the conclusion, and you know, this is this is my conclusion, but it seems to work and it seems to work with um, with students and, um, and listeners, that resilience is having certainty in who we are. An understanding of who we actually are. So we don't have to look elsewhere for certainty. We find it within ourselves. And once we have certainty in who we are, then we can think about belonging. Do you remember the game Tetris, where you had to get the different shapes into the gaps in the um, in the game? What happens when you got a complete line? It disappeared. When you fitted in, you disappeared but if you belong if you have certainty in who you are and if you truly belong to people who see the good and the bad and love you anyway then you were on our way to feeling um that we're participating in the world so if we have certainty in ourselves we can feel balance if we belong in the world if we find the right tribes then we begin to participate we begin to tell our story and when we tell our story we begin returning the third part of living a resilient life we return our genius we return our experience we return our uniqueness to the world and that is living a fulfilled life and the great thing is that this is an upward spiral because living with certainty And belonging and returning our genius means that a fulfilled life 
equals meeting certainty a new higher level and we continue to grow in that upward spiral now i got to this conclusion because i was thinking about the downward spiral i was thinking about well what causes fear what causes anxiety what causes mental health issues what causes depression what can lead to people taking their own lives and it all starts with um you just begin to feel that you just lose confidence in yourself you begin to wonder what's it all about and you lose that confidence and when you lose that confidence we begin to feel ostracized we begin to feel that we are being ignored in the world around about us and we become even more quiet we become even more quiet and that causes us to become self-absorbed we're self-absorbed we're just stuck in the loop we're not talking to people the voices in our heads going on and yet when we become self-absorbed we continue that downward spiral we question ourselves even more we close ourselves up to the world even more we become even more self-absorbed and i know there's folks listening to this man i tell you what last week i was thinking this you're listening is thinking maybe that's a little bit of me well first of all thank you for your honesty to yourself congratulations on recognizing that because that's the first step of becoming resilience is actually saying actually do you know what some of what he's saying makes a little bit of sense it might make more sense sometimes but a little bit of sense is good enough um so we just got to get started and what we're going to do for the remainder of the show is we're going to unpack the three parts of the resilience diagram the venn diagram the three circles because it breaks down even further the three circles of what is certainty what is certainty in ourselves what is finding a way to belong and then lastly how do we begin to return our genius so that by the end of this show on fresh fm which is just about 40 minutes away you're going to be able to walk out and start thinking about the things that we can actually do to begin to change little bits of our lives because that's how it starts i was talking to someone yesterday um and they were struggling oh here's one for you they were struggling with a list and the list just kept getting longer and longer and longer and longer and as the list got longer they lost a little bit of momentum and when we lose momentum we slow down and when we completely lost momentum we stand still now standing still is never a good thing yeah it's yeah it just it doesn't work just standing still so i said to them i said well look write two lists write two lists for yourself one of them are those big big tasks that you you it's going to take time it's going to take brain power it's going to take thinking but then write another list of the simple tasks that you've got to achieve yeah maybe it's paying a bill maybe it's making a phone call maybe it's yeah popping out to the shops to get something i don't know but something really really simple write those down a different list so when you've got a spare five minutes you can just tick off one of those little tasks because we know that ticking off a task done gives you a rush of dopamine it gives you that rush that says hey awesome we're doing stuff 
And when we're doing stuff, it means that we're beginning to rebuild our momentum. So those two lists really helped that client yesterday by going, oh, right, so I can do these things really quickly. Yes, you can. And that gives you the momentum. It gives you the confidence to begin to build into those bigger tasks. So that's what we're going to do for the back part of the show. We're actually going to go through the Venn diagram of resilience. And we're going to talk in a little bit more depth about certainty. We're going to talk about belonging. And we're going to talk about returning our genius to the world world but i'm going to give you a second chance because yeah i get it yeah when the show started um this morning at 9 30 on fresh fm um you probably weren't quite ready to stand up and have a boogie. You were probably, yeah, maybe you were sitting with your feet in your desk and you know, maybe you had a cup of coffee. Maybe you, maybe you had a cheese scone hanging out your mouth and you weren't really quite ready to, to boogie. But you know, now there is no excuse. Next Friday at 9.30 in the morning, when the show goes live, you're going to know there's the opportunity to get up and have a dance around the house, have a dance around the office. But I accept that it may have been a little bit of a shock to you this morning as we went live for the first time on Fresh FM with The Resilient Show. So I'm going to give you another chance. Yeah, You don't have to thank me. Oh, you can if you want. You don't have to thank me. Here is another chance to do a little bit of boogieing, to just remind ourselves that you're getting that blood flowing, having a little bit of a laugh. Being a little bit vulnerable is a really, really fantastic way of beginning to build in our resilience. You just got to be in the mood for dancing.
I'm in the mood for dancing by the Nolans. How good was that? Did you? Did you? Did you have a go at it or did you bottle it? I dare you next time. I dare you. Just just have a go. Have a go at it next time. Get up and dance. If you're not sure, look, hey, dad dancing's a thing. It's um yeah, it's it's just moving, it's having a little bit of fun. Um yeah, if you're alone in the house, then yeah, maybe it's easier to have that boogie. But yeah, hey, get up around about the office, have a bit of a laugh. Yeah, sometimes what is it? Something like eleven percent of Americans are happy at work. That means that ninety-one percent of people don't like being at work. Don't be one of those people. Make Make work a fun place and yeah, use this opportunity to have a boogie around, just a bit of a laugh. And who cares if the boss walks in? In Invite them to dance too. Anyway, that's yeah. We're we're not going to do any more dancing today. We can if you want. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the the tracks aren't aren't discoy dancey ones for the rest of the show. Um, so let's let's have a conversation about certainty as we you know, as we work our way through resilience, being certainty in who we are, belonging in the world, and returning our genius. Um, certainty. Well, we can break certainty down into three different areas. And the first one of those is ourself. Who are we? The second one of those is wealth. And the third one is health. Now, you may have noticed they rhyme. It's handy to remember it when you're teaching this stuff. So we do self, health and wealth, um, although they're spelt differently. Um, so when we're talking about self, we need to actually think about who we are. Where did we come from? Because yeah, I've heard it said yeah, if you blame your parents for the bad stuff, you've got to blame them for the good stuff too. Because we came from our parents. Our parents had values. If I use my personal experience, you know, I was brought up with a church in a Church of Scotland family. I was brought up in that environment of values. I was brought up in a small Scottish village, a set of values. I was brought up in Great Britain a set of values. I joined the Royal Air Force, a set of values. I joined the British Army, similar but slightly different set of values. That was where I came from. That was where I grew from. And too often, that's where we get trapped. We get stuck with the values that we were born with or raised with. Now, Many of us are fortunate enough to be born into loving families, born into families where there is food, there is shelter, um, and there are good values. But there are also bad values creeping around in the background. So we've got to go back and wonder, well, who am I? Who do I choose to be? Because you know, we might look back and say, all of that stuff that happened to me makes me the way I am. Well, up to the age of 12 you got a point. Beyond the age of 12, we begin to choose who we are. We can choose what self actually means. I believed for 28 years that I was a heavy drinker. Guess what? I was a heavy drinker. One day I woke up and said, I don't want to be a heavy drinker anymore. I choose a different life. I choose a different ver version of me. I choose a different self. And that's what I went on and did. One of the exercises we do um, with, with, with students is called um, needs, wants and dreams. 
What do we need in life? What do we want in life? And what do we dream of? Now, the dreams part is really, really important for um, growing because dreams are very, very personal. Now, these dreams might be living closer to another family member. They might be walking on the moon. They might be climbing Mount Everest. They might be learning to swim. It matters what your dream is. And often when we share our dreams, people laugh at us, so we choose not to share them. But dreams are the things that make us truly unique. We've all got similar needs. Most of us have got similar wants. But our dreams can be really, really personal. Take a look at what your dreams are. You'll begin to discover yourself. And when we begin to discover ourselves, we can move on to understanding what we think of wealth. What does wealth mean to you? Too often, wealth just means money. How rich am I? How much money have I got? That's what wealth is. But it's not. Unfortunately, that's the developed world's view on wealth. Wealth is so much deeper than just money. We've broken wealth down into eight different areas. And yes, money is one of them. And health is another. But there's also things like friendships and relationships. There's things like hobbies. There's things like your spirituality. And when we begin to dig into each of those, we begin to realize that wealth is so much more. And we can actually realize that wealth has very little to do with money. I remember when I was serving in Bosnia many, many years ago, I was um, I was commanding um, a bunch of Bunch of, bunch of guys and we would go up into the hills and gather intelligence on what was going on and one of the areas that I had responsibility for was um, the area around Srebrenica where the um, where the genocide happened um, I wasn't there at the time but afterwards we were still keeping a close eye on what was going on in the villages and trying to um, bring down some of the war criminals and the kindest people we met were the people with nothing the people who you know had a tiny subsistence garden lived in what we would consider to be a hut or a shed they always brought out food they always brought out the best cups they always brought out the best tea for us to drink they had nothing but they were so wealthy so Take time to consider your wealth. And look, we're going to dive into all of this as the week goes on. We're going to go deeper and deeper into each of these areas. The third area in finding certainty is our health. How healthy are you? What do you do about your health? Now, look, I'm not saying, and this is a constant conversation between myself and the Lady Elizabeth, I'm not saying that you're going to be fit enough to run a marathon three times a day before breakfast. I'm not saying that you're going to be fit enough to run up Mount Everest. What we're saying in terms of health here is, look, are you healthy? Do you get enough sleep? Do you eat well? Do you drink sufficient water? Do you get an exercise, enough exercise for the lifestyle that you choose to have? Because by doing just improving just those four things a little bit every day, little moves, as James Clear talks about in his book Atomic Habits, those little moves allow us to live a less stressed life. And if we're living a less stressed life, 
then we can actually live more resiliently. So that is certainty. When we're talking about certainty, we're saying, right, who am I? Where did I come from? But who do I choose to be more importantly? What does wealth actually mean to me? Stop thinking about just the money. And then thirdly, am I living a healthy life? And what can I do to lead a slightly healthier life? Because you know, when we find certainty in ourselves, we begin to become more balanced. And then we really can scream to the world from the top of the rooftops, don't stop me now. I have myself a real good time. I feel alive.
the amazing Freddie Mercury and Queen with Don't Stop Me Now. Oh, Don't Stop Me Now. I'm on one. We're on a roll. If you're listening to us, welcome to the Resilient Show on Fresh FM. For the first time, we're on Fresh FM. If you're listening in Nelson CBD, we are on 107.2. If you're in the Nelson Tasman area, we're on 104.8. If you're up there heading towards Golden Bay, we are on 95 FM and in Blenheim 88.9 FM. Now, if you are anywhere else on planet Earth or off planet Earth, you're welcome to join us on www.freshfm.net. And I mention that because I'm really, really excited. I've just had a message from a listener from the North Island who used to tune into the Resilient Show um, when we ran it out of Masterton in the Wairarapa. Jamie, good morning. It is lovely to um, to hear from you. I hope you're having a cracking day at the the um, in the orchard and the, the lads are working well. Um, great to hear from you. So we now move on. Having spoken about certainty, let us move on to belonging. Remember, we spoke about Tetris. When you fit in, you disappear. We weren't meant to fit in, guys. We are all unique. We were put here at this time on this planet to share our uniqueness. But you know what? It's it's easier to fit in, isn't it? It's easier to wear the same clothes. Um, My regimental sergeant major used to phone me whenever we were going off camp because we wouldn't be in uniform. And he'd phone me in the morning and go, boss, what are you wearing? Because if he didn't, we'd end up at the train station wearing exactly the same colour suit or trousers and shirt and the same tie, be exactly the same. We fitted in with one another. I came from a world, the British Army, of fitting in. We all wore the same uniform. We had the same values. We fitted in. And we look out there, and look, we're taught to fit in from a very, very early age, aren't we? Blue for boys, pink for girls. Oh, Think on that. We're taking away uniqueness right from the very beginning. And that means that we struggle to belong because we need to fit in. So let's unpack belonging a little bit. We've broken belonging down into three different areas. And this time they don't rhyme, unfortunately. But uh, the first of it, first of them are purpose and values. Then it's leadership and then communication. So I've already spoken a little bit about values. The values that you were born into, that you grew up with. Guys, they don't have to be your values anymore. You can choose your values. You can decide to change What values do you want? I get up every morning and I write my values down. I have six values. I live with bravery, tenacity and enthusiasm. I'm an inspiration. I'm honest. I'm present towards everyone I meet. It took me 18 months to figure out that those were my values. But I did. And I've written them down most mornings ever since. And then I check in with them at the end of the day and ask myself, well, did you live up to them or didn't you? And look, for the most part, I failed. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with failure. It's called learning. But those are my values that I chose. Take some time. 
Decide what your values are. We've got exercises on how to do it, but yeah, work out and we'll, we'll talk about this in the future and we'll do the exercise live on air for you at some point in the future. But once we understand who we are, well, it's then time to lead. And we've already spoken a little bit about leadership, haven't we? We've spoken about the fact that we are all leaders. We did a, a workshop for some uh, for one of the district health boards a little while ago and we got to, it was a leadership workshop and we got to the end of it and one of the very, very junior nurses, not long out of training put her hand up to to i thought she was going to ask a question she didn't she just said um i didn't know this was leadership we were taught some of this stuff during our nurse training but i never thought of me as a leader now a nurse looking after patients working in a hospital of course you're a leader but if it's not taught that way if it's not described that way then we live our lives feeling we're just followers Guys, we're not. We're all leaders. That's why I wrote the book Lead Through Life, in order to simplify what leadership is so that we can all have a go at it. We'll get it wrong. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Start with yourself. Start trying to lead yourself and see how that goes. And when you begin to realize, hmm, I can actually do this. It's not so bad. Then start leading other people leading your family, leading your work colleagues. And as someone said to me the other day, they'd been desperate to apply for a leadership role and had been told by the boss that actually they weren't quite ready for it. Um, you know, maybe a little bit more experience here and there and then maybe next time. Um, and they came back to me and they said, but you know what? I can be a leader in everything I do. Yes, you can. That is the secret that they don't want us to know. Oh, who's they? Huh? That's the secret that they don't want us to know. Of course, we're all leaders. And if we choose our values, if we choose what we believe to be wealthy, then we can be leaders. We can share what leadership is to us. We can share our stories. And how do we do that? Well, that's the third bit of belonging. We need to communicate, guys. We need to get out there and talk. We need to get out there and share with honesty what we believe now, look, you know, we've seen it go a little bit wrong in New Zealand in the last month or so, where you know, people who have the right to protest maybe protested in a way that wasn't quite right. Um, your view is your view entirely. I'm just sharing my view on it. How we communicate is important. And if we learn to communicate smartly... And I'm, talk I'm not talking about just the words we use. I'm talking about the whole piece of communication. That's a whole show in itself that we'll do at some point. If we communicate, and we communicate with love and kindness, then we will move forward. We will find the places to belong, because the people that don't like what we're saying, as long as we deliver it with love and kindness, and we're being useful, well, they're not part of your tribe, guys. It means that you're having to fit in. And when we have to fit in, we stop telling our stories. You see how this goes up and down the way, depending on how we do it. So we learn to communicate. Belonging is about understanding our values, choosing our values. It's about realizing we are leaders and then going out and being the leader. It's then about communicating smartly. Because when we're doing those three things, it means, guess what? It means that we are participating in life. And when we are participating in life, we're no longer divided. In fact, we're undivided.
Gee, Billy got picked on at school for things he couldn't change. He tried his best to play it cool, but in the seventh grade, you either fit right in or you don't fit. That's just the cold hard truth. I wish that I'd have been the friend that Billy never knew. I think it's time to come together. You and I can make a change. Maybe we can make a difference, make the world a better place. Look around and love somebody. We've been hateful long enough. Let the good Lord reunite us to this country that loves undivided. Yeah. You either go to church or you're gonna go to hell. Get a job and work or you're gonna go to jail. I just kinda wish we didn't think like that. Why's it gotta be all white or all black? And when we gonna learn to try on someone's shoes sometimes? That's right. When we gonna start to see from someone else's eyes? I think it's time to come together. You and I can make a change. Great, the epic Tim McGraw, and with Tyler Hub in that case, uh, Tyler Hubbard um, playing um, "Undivided." What a great set of words! Um, and yet, you're going to get to know Tim McGraw, uh, one of the great country artists that I listen to. So you're going to get to love his music or not um, over over the next little while. Um, but yeah, wouldn't it be great to be undivided? That's what belonging is. It means that you know everyone is accepted and we feel that we are no longer divided. We live undivided with our families, with the people around about us. Because we know our values, we know ourselves, we lead with honour and we communicate kindly and usefully. Which leads us to the third part of living with resilience, and that is returning. Returning our genius, returning our experience. Look, that was, that was the beginning of the journey for me. You know, I have, I have been fortunate enough to live an amazing, exciting life with so much experience, the ups and downs of life, that it's now my time to give back. It's my time to return 
my experiences to anyone who will listen, frankly, and hopefully some people who won't. Um, because maybe one thing I say is their jumping off point. You don't have to go through everything everyone else has been through if you can learn vicariously, learn from other people. That's why we do book reviews on the show. That's why we interview folks. That's why we talk about resilience and why I'm so passionate about leadership and resilience. So the last part, returning. Again, split into three. Let's keep things simple, guys. First up is collaboration. We used to call it conflict negotiation, but people used to think that was a little bit angry. So let's call it collaboration. How do we work together? How do we actually solve problems so that everyone feels like they have one? And look... We've been in workshops and people have said, oh, I don't really need this stuff. And I've said to them, I said, well, look, have you, have you ever had to talk your child into putting their shoes on to go out the door? Have you ever had to explain to your child why, or your husband, because this happens in our house, why you can't have any ice cream because you didn't eat your main course? Um, or just because there's no ice cream in the house. Um, we, um, you know, we've got to collaborate. We've got to learn to work together. And the, there are specific tools that we can use to solve these gnarly problems, like a little one getting their shoes on to go out the door, all the way up to negotiating the big global issues that we have, to find a way through the problem to come to a solution that everyone feels that they, they didn't lose. That's the first bit. And the next one in returning is the thing that gives us all of the stress that we have in the world. There's one thing that gives every single one of us stress. It's called the unwritten ground rules. These are the things that actually happen. Have you ever been into a business and seen the values on the wall and thought, ah, I like the sound of this place? And then you've spent a little bit of time with them and you think, well, wait a minute, they're not upholding these values. I see other stuff going on. When we lived in Canada, uh, we were there for one of the very first Earth Days to, um, to try and remind people that you were on this planet with finite resources and unless we actually pull our socks up a little bit, the human race ain't going to survive, and the planet will be fine, but the human race ain't going to survive unless we actually begin to sort things out. So one of the first Earth Days, and the um, the idea was that you turned your lights off for an hour at night. Um, and so we we turned our lights off and went for a walk down into downtown Ottawa because uh, it was dark in the house, because um, I think it fell sort of October, November time. And as we walked through the streets of Ottawa, the capital city, most of the federal buildings, the government buildings, all had their lights on. So they said they stood for something. But their actions showed difference. Take that one out to play today. You know, in your place of work, what are the unwritten ground rules? That's why people are quiet when they start new jobs. They're quiet because they're actually trying to figure out what the place is really about. Who's really in charge? What really goes on in this place? Those unwritten ground rules. We need to understand those because that allows us to move on to the third part of returning our genius. We need to lead transition. Everyone's bored of the word change. Everyone's change-weary. We're going to change oh, again, really, and nothing happens. Well, if we transition, we're moving from our old self to our new self. We can set the conditions. You can't change other people. You can change yourself. But we can set the conditions for change. We can set the conditions to transition to a better place. And we do that by going back around the circle again, by revisiting how certain we are in ourselves. We revisit where we truly belong. 
which brings us back to returning at a different level. It's as simple as that, guys. That is how we create a resilient life. This is rediscovering resilience. That's what this show is all about. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, It has been an honour to start the second version of The Resilient Show on Fresh FM. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've got any comments, please shout out, drop me a note. Um, yeah, tell me how you deal with resilience, some of the challenges that, that you feel that you face, and we'll talk about them. You know, we've got so much to talk about. We've got so much to dig into to talk about living that resilient life. But for today, that is The Resilient Show. Today's show was entitled A Fresh start and it was dedicated to everyone who got up today and thought it's going to be different and i'm going to stick at it if you've enjoyed the show please tune in again at 9 30 9 hours next friday um 9:30 until 1100 hours 11 o'clock um listen to it again um you can listen again to the recording of the show at 5 30 on next wednesday or you can listen to the podcast if you're desperate for more take a look at the rediscovering resilience podcast that's the podcast that i push out on a monday and a wednesday there's three seasons of that to take a look at but whatever you do today pick one bit of the show that you have found yeah you you just heard something and thought ah that interests me go out and have a play around with it go out and live life fully go out and live a resilient life with certainty in who you are and understanding that you truly belong in your community and on this here little planet in the solar system and that you can return your genius you are a genius you have a massive experience that the world is desperate to hear go out there and live and for the rest of the week don't miss a thing
The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.